Welcome into the Inside the NFL Prospects podcast series. I'm Jack Borowski, joined here alongside my co-host Brian Sternberg. On this episode, we are fortunate to have on Brady Davis. Brady's a top quarterback for the upcoming 2021 NFL Draft after finishing his career as a starting quarterback for the Illinois State football team. Brady, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, guys, I appreciate y'all having me, man. Uh, look forward to, to the talk. Starting things off, Brady, we know was a really unique offseason and how everything took place dealing with COVID-19. It, it just wasn't normal. When would the decision declare for the upcoming 2021 NFL draft? Now this is a huge aspect of things pre-draft process. What have you been working on to prepare yourself for when you're in front of a NFL evaluators? Oh uh, yeah, I think um, just really trying to clean everything up. I've kind of always had like a live arm and been able to kind of naturally throw the football well and, and have a lot of arm strength, but I've never really just honed in on a lot of mechanics and feet work, footwork and whatnot and just really get my feet right is something that we've been working on here in my first couple of weeks training and uh, I feel really comfortable with things. I'm picking up on it quick and it's just making me that much better. So um, I think that and just also just the, um, the forward aspect, the film room, just really, really honing in on different types of offenses really. I mean, I was lucky enough to play in a West Coast, you know, pro style offense in college. So I'm I'm probably pretty pretty far ahead of where most guys start coming out of college, but uh, just really trying to dive deeper into that and really be on point with, you know, not only explaining my offense, but, you know, already having some, you know, knowledge about other people's system and just different schemes that are in the NFL. And Brady, one part of the pre-draft process is choosing what agency to sign with. So can you tell the listeners which agency you decide to sign with and how they've helped you throughout this pre-draft journey? Yeah, for sure. I signed with um, Icon Sports. Uh, it's a guy named Will Harris, um, and he's been awesome. He's been uh, he's done everything that he said he was going to do so far. He's always working. You know, we, we communicate just about every day. And on top of that, we got a great relationship, and that's kind of what it meant to me. Meant more to me than anything. You know, I talked with a lot of guys kind of going into the 2019 season that was hopefully going to be my senior year, but things didn't go as planned. You know, getting injured and whatnot, and then. You know, not as many going in, you know, when everything was kind of dead for us in 2020, not playing ball and whatnot. But Will always stuck with me and, and Will's always gotten things done and been a been a great, you know, agent to have. And, and I'm lucky, lucky to have him and looking forward to, to the future with him. Brady, talk about that injury that you, you dealt with last year. It obviously altered the, what was going to take place for the season based off what you had done in your incredible 2019 year. But... How do you think it gave you a different perspective on football and helped you not on the field, but just with the mental aspect of being a quarterback and playing uh, football in, in general? Yeah, man, this is a tough game, you know, and injuries are a part of it and ups and downs are a part of it. And, and you know, when, when your season is taken away from you, especially going into the playoffs where, you know, a lot of guys on offense had already been hurt and we hadn't been able to really produce and especially through the air like you know we felt like we should be able to do that year you know with guys going down and, and me not playing as good as I should have and then just to have an injury when things are starting to click and guys are starting to get back and, and going into the playoffs where I thought we were really going to hit our peak was definitely probably one of the harder things I dealt with you know being a football player and like having to watch those games you know from the sideline and, and a big knee brace and whatnot but uh it did it, it, it kind of already had a pretty good work ethic and, and always loved every you know aspect of training in the game and everything but to really grind back from, you know, what was the second ACL for me. I had one at Memphis when I was real young. And uh, to really get to where I'm at now, which is I can confidently say I'm better than I was in 2019, 2018 at a, as a physical standpoint and, 
as a, you know, speed, strength, you know, everything, throwing a rock. So I feel really good. And it really taught me, you know, that I think uh, you can look at guys, you know, Alex Smith is the biggest inspiration to everybody now. It's just, you can battle back from things, man. And when you do it, it's just so much sweeter when I'm going to get to put on that, whatever helmet it is. And I put that helmet on and, and you know, take the field for practice. It's just going to make things that much sweeter. And Brady, when that time comes, when you are preparing for the, for the NFL OTAs, hopefully with the, COVID calming down now, WOTAs, preseason camp, preseason, you name it. What, what are you going to showcase to NFL teams and show that you're worthy of making the 53-man roster? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I think, um, you know, having the knowledge and the, the under center, you know, experience and a lot of valuable, you know, reps being under center and in the offense I was in, having a lot on my plate, you know, at the line of scrimmage, audibles and kills and whatnot. I think that that puts me in a good spot. So just being able to really dive into those, you know, day one, day two, day three install and, and produce and, and, you know, run the plays efficiently and take my shots and then take take the underneath routes and really just letting it fly, pulling the trigger and, and being on point with everything. I think that'll go a long way, you know, just really being prepared from day one and, and making those throws and kind of from everybody I've talked to, I got a lot of friends in the league. They're like, man, quarterbacks, sometimes are timid. So just really getting in there and letting it rip, knowing where I want to go with the ball and letting it rip and just kind of let my ability take over. I think that will go a long way and, you know, maybe making that roster as a rookie. In terms of this quarterback class, there's, there's a lot of talented players like, like all years, but we see constantly guys from whether it be a smaller school or weren't super high draft picks, or it took a little bit to get to where they were. I mean, we look at quarterbacks starting playoff games who, who weren't on active rosters just a few months ago. So everyone has a unique path. But when thinking about yourself, what do you think differentiates you from other quarterbacks in this class and will allow you to have success at the next level? You know, I think um, I, I keep going back to it, but just my prior knowledge and just the valuable experience I've had playing in a system that, you know, a lot of guys are kind of filling it out and, and getting their first year under their belt in a system like that. So I think that's a huge advantage. And, you know, I got I think I got a great ability to throw the ball. You know, I can throw it downfield. I can throw from a lot of arm angles, a lot of different, you know, platforms and stuff. I think that's kind of the strength of my game is like when when things are chaotic, when I'm on, you know, moving full speed, when I'm off platform, I can really still put a lot of velocity on the ball and, you know, chunk it downfield. And you, you're kind of seeing the game go towards that. You see a lot of guys being able to, kind of move around with their feet and throw it from weird angles. And I think that's that's something that kind of makes me an intriguing prospect. And I think it's something that can, obviously, you're not going to get a clean pocket too much when you got those guys rushing at you. The offensive linemen are great as well. But a lot of things happen quick, and you got to be on point, on target, and you got to be able to throw from weird angles. And I think that's something that I do really well, and I'm only getting better at it. And Brady, when we look at players that have come from smaller schools, especially your school last year with uh, James Robinson, who went undrafted and was a starting running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So whether you go drafted, undrafted, you still have a shot at making a 50-man roster. When we look at James specifically, how has his success motivated you? Yeah, man, I, I think, you know, obviously I think a lot of people are, are kicking themselves for not drafting them, probably 31 teams. You know, Jacksonville got a steal there, obviously. But um, I think it, it shows, I know James and his work ethic and his, his determination and and just who he is as a football player. So it doesn't surprise me one bit that he had, you know, 1,400 yards this year or whatever it was. Like, that's what I tell everybody. I'm not surprised at all because I know James. But uh, it definitely motivates me, and I want to get there with him, man, and do that jersey swapper, you know, whatever it might be. 
And uh, just seeing him, I know I talked to him, you know, early on, and it kind of goes back to what I said again. You know, he he was able to pick up on the playbook really quick, and obviously he was named the starting running back before, you know, the season even started. So that that just goes to show that, you know, it kind of the system we played in prepares you for it and then it allows you to have success early on. So uh, seeing that and just couldn't be happier for him, proud for him. You know, he's he's a hell of a football player, probably one of the best ones I've ever played with. And and uh, he'll he'll be a, he'll be a problem for defenses for a long time. I hope I can get there with him and, and link up, man. I can't wait for that. Brady, you, your career path started out at Memphis. Definitely a change. We talk about scheme, just in general, going to Illinois State. What went into that decision to transfer from Memphis to Illinois State, and what was the adjustment like switching schools? Um, you know, I think. Uh, it's just kind of every, like you said, everybody's story is kind of different. It was just, it was kind of time for me to move on. And I was, I was really playing well. And, and it, it gotten to a point where, you know, there was, there was a lot of quarterbacks brought in while I was injured, while I was um, out with that first ACL and the coaching change was full and say the guy I signed with him to Virginia Tech. And uh, Coach Norvell and Coach Dillingham did a great job developing me and kind of as I got through the injury and started playing ball well again, you know, it was kind of just almost too late. It seems like maybe I don't kind of just got lost in the shuffle. I would say it was, they definitely, I think you could ask those guys. I was playing really good when I did leave, but it was just kind of time for a fresh start and, and to uh, really just kind of find my own path. And then uh, when I when I was visiting schools and whatnot, the offense at Illinois State is what was so intriguing because I knew I knew that I had ability and that I would be able to you know make play pretty well and maybe you know attract some attention from the National Football League. And then just seeing that offense going through the playbook on my visit, I was like, this is a challenge, but I, w- I want this challenge now. And and I thought I could really fit it well. And um, yeah, it was. That's kind of what went into it, and the adjustment was awesome. Just because the guys I play with, the coaches I play for, man, just kind of my personality, I adapt pretty well, and I can kind of, you know, make my way and kind of, you know, make people like me right away and stuff. Just kind of with the way I treat people, so I was able to do that and kind of become a leader pretty quick. You know, win the job, and then it was kind of all from there. You know, I was able to really run with it, and it was my team, no doubt. And it was uh, it was awesome leading those guys, and I can't wait to watch them this spring. I hate I'm not playing with them. It really breaks my heart, but they're going to be uh, they're going to be awesome, and and I'm going to keep I'm going to help them and keep up with them every way, every step of the way. Back in 2019, Brady, one performance that really stood out to me was running against Northern Arizona, threw for over 400 yards. Do performances like that boost your confidence? Yeah, for sure. Um, I will say this: uh, I had one guy that had like 220 yards that game, and another guy that had 100. And uh, he uh, after the game, man. I'm sitting at home and I'm with them and one's got a, in a sling with a broken collarbone and one's knee is swelled up like a watermelon with a torn ACL. So it was, uh, the confidence was high, but it's like, man, I just lost my two guys, but some young guys stepped up and played really well. We had James, we had a great offensive line and the best defense in, in FCS football by far. So we were able to win a lot of games, even with, you know, our limitations at receiver and in the past game, some young guys got a lot of valuable experience and they're going to be really good players for Illinois state because of it. But, uh, yeah, it's uh that that game was awesome, but you know it it shows that you know we it we kind of showed that we could put the game on our hands. You know, I think James probably had a big night that night too, but you know it, it was needed to win that game that night, and we were able to you know outdo uh, Case Kukas, who's a great quarterback, and and we were able to uh, get a win, and and that that was big, and it was just kind of showing we could do it. But those guys are healthy now, and they'll be great players. But you know, I missed them all last year for sure. Brady, we know obviously with your receivers being out, in what ways 
when you're, you're dealt with adversity like that, how were you able to take on a, a leadership role to make sure those younger guys did step in and, and play to the level that you guys needed to have as, as much success as you did? Yeah, they, they those guys made it easy on me. Uh, to tell you the truth, those guys, that receiver room at Illinois State works harder than any room I've kind of ever been around. So they were always willing to put in the extra work. We watched a lot of extra films, spent a lot of extra time just kind of building our chemistry up, you know, during the season because, you know, the reps were limited, you know, leading in. We had a, a kid that was a true freshman, you know, little bitty fella from uh, the Chicago area, and he, he played really big for me all year. He played played a lot bigger than he is, I'll promise you that. And he'll be he'll be an interesting prospect in a few years to come because he's so, he's so well at running his routes and so quick. But uh, we, we just put in a lot of extra work, got a lot of extra balls thrown up after practice, before practice, whatever it was, and, and just really, you know, trusted in each other. And those guys played their ass off, so – I, I love going to battle with them every week, and I can't wait to see their uh, their careers unfold. Brady, just talk about film, especially for you, as you've grown over the years, came in as a freshman, now leaving to go to the NFL. How did your film study habits uh, progress as your collegiate career went on? Yeah, I think I just kind of learned. You kind of learn ways you like watching it, you know, days and and different setups. And when I, whenever I got to Illinois State and became the starter, um, luckily I enjoyed that part of it. You know, sometimes it, it it can be a little too much just rewinding film over and over again. But I spent a lot of time with my coaches and a lot of time on my own. And just found you know, just found a love for the game and, and trying to – I think I got better at, like, coming up with different plays and stuff that will work versus coverages. I would call my coaches all hours of the night and just come up with stuff for the next morning. And, and I think I, it kind of makes me want to call plays and coach one day, maybe just because I, I kind of found such a love for it and finding ways to beat coverages and beat defenses. So yeah, I really just got more diligent with it and more consistent with it. And uh, as when I was a starting quarterback, man, you couldn't keep me out of that room just because, you know, I wanted to be, make sure I was ready to rock when we played and was ready for any look that we might get. When you look at the offense you were playing under, as you've touched on it, it's definitely one of the more complex ones we see in college football. A lot of things are dummied down, make it more simple. Um, at what point did it click for you w- with that offense? You realized I could have a tremendous amount of success, and this is like second nature to me. Yeah, I think the first year I was kind of learning it on the fly, and they were kind of, you know, we had a lot more plays on the wristband where I could kind of read out a long play call to kind of figure it all out. We were younger at every position. So uh, really that spring ball that after my first year going into 2019, we were, I think we were pretty much fully healthy at receiver. And, and we had everybody that, you know, had played a little bit the year before and kind of been together. I came in with a lot of the receivers that played. I was a transfer. They were freshmen. And, then, you know, my main receiver, Andrew Egger from the year before, uh, him and Spencer Snell were my guys in 18. Egger was back. And, and we really just built a good chemistry at that point. And we were, Versus that great defense that everybody knows about at Illinois State, we had a lot of success in spring ball. Things really started clicking. I was—I don't remember the number, but I, I think I was completing over, you know, 80% of the balls in practice and whatnot. We were we were firing on all cylinders. And, you know, injuries happened in football, and that kind of changed up our game plan and whatnot. We kind of had to learn new things and whatnot, but we were able to find a lot of success and win a lot of ball games, like I keep saying. And uh, But I would say spring ball, uh, I guess that would be 2019 is when, when things really started to click for me. And, and then going into 2019, I was just – I was able to take on a lot much more, you know, audibles and kills and whatnot at the line of scrimmage. And then 2020, I was even adding my own wrinkles and getting ready for the year. I kind of had my own little – it was almost like, you know, I've been in it for two years. They were kind of letting – listening to me more, and, and we were really going to get it rolling this year. But uh, 
unfortunately COVID happened and that happened to a lot of people. A lot of people can say that for sure. In your opinion, as you've seen yourself progress as a player, what traits make for a great quarterback? I think uh, something I've kind of noticed um, with myself coming out of high school and then getting into the college level is really being able to throw the football a lot of different ways. Like I, I kind of mentioned on the off platform and whatnot, but more so like being able to layer throws. You don't have to, you know, a lot. You see a lot of kids coming out of high school with big, strong arms. They try to gun everything and and just kind of learning how to, you know, throw that two ball, that three ball, put some air on it, anticipate things put things out in front of guys and, and let them run under and whatnot. I think I got a lot better in that. And I think that's a huge thing. If you see a guy make a bunch of different throws, you know, level one, level two, level three throws all over the field. I think that's very intriguing. And I think that's kind of underrated trait. Like, yeah, big, strong arms is great, but like being able to, to put touch on it and know, know what you want to do with the ball and then kind of mastering that is, is I think an underrated quality and something that I've kind of been figuring out and kind of figured out and we'll keep, keep getting better and working at it. Brady, this Illinois State football program puts out a ton of talent this year. You guys are gonna have you, Drew, Christian, a, a lot of a lot of really talented players. For the 2022 NFL draft, though, who would you say are some guys that we should definitely have on our radar? Okay, yeah, I think um, you know, I don't know how many guys will move on and after the spring season and play in 2022. So if I leave out some seniors, they'll probably that might play in 2022, they might end up you know, in that cycle, because there's a lot of really good seniors and a lot of guys left. You, you talk about, you know, me, Christian and Drew, you got Romeo and Drew that left, you know, when the season was canceled and those guys will be, uh, I, I think I said Drew again, Romeo and Devin Taylor, who's at Virginia Tech now. Um, those guys are great players as well and will definitely be in the NFL. But uh, I think, uh, I don't know how soon he'll come out, but there's a kid named Clayton Isabel at Illinois State. and He is a long athletic safety and he is a problem i promise you that you'll see him make a lot of plays you know he'll kind of be that main guy he had luther and christian with him last time he played and uh playing isabel's a name to look at i think john ridgeway uh the big nose guard at illinois state you know if he was at alabama he would be a first round pick you know yeah i don't i'm I'm not saying he might not be a first round pick from illinois state because i think he's that type of football player um and then you look at uh you know some of my younger receivers they'll probably have a couple years left so I'll leave them out for now. But uh, those are two names that I definitely know you'll see on the NFL level. And Zeke Vandenberg is another one. Uh, we got Shannon Reed, a linebacker from Tennessee that I hadn't seen play in game action yet, but he brings some juice. He can run and he can tackle for sure. But there's a lot of guys. I'm definitely leaving people out. But John Ridgeway for the next year's class, 2022, I think will be the big name coming out of Illinois State for sure. We'll definitely keep an eye out for those players. And Brady, having strong relationships with your teammates on and off the field is super important. Something that you're going to have to carry on to the next level. But when you were at Illinois State, were there certain activities you guys would like to do when you guys are not playing football? Uh, I mean, we would, you know, everybody plays the video games and, and whatnot, plays cards and whatnot. I'll say uh, fall 2020, man, we were we played a lot of golf. A few of us bought like the the student pass for the golf course in town, and we played a lot of golf since they wouldn't let us play football. So that's what I did a lot. Uh, me and my receiver Taylor Grimes play golf just about you know five times a week I would say in the fall so that that's the most recent activity that we were doing a lot of. Brady, we know next goal NFL, but football is a sport in the last fifteen years, five, whatever it may be. In, in academic wise, what did you study in school? And is there a, a career path you want to potentially go down for life after the NFL? 
Yeah, I studied um, sports and leisure management, which switched over to recreation management when I went to Illinois State. And, um, you know, that was just kind of the base thing. I, I kind of always know I want to stay in the game, and I always kind of had the thoughts of maybe doing the training aspect, kind of like the guys I'm with now training for the draft and kids and whatnot. But, you know, as I as I was in college and met players and, you know, met made relationships with coaches and stuff all over the country now, I'll probably get into college coaching, maybe NFL coaching if I meet some people at that level and do that for a little while and then maybe try to move on to the training aspect. I think I want to coach for a little while, invest in college kids or pro players and really be be with the game more so than just the training, be able to scheme and, and you know, plan for games every week and whatnot. But I'll definitely stay around the game. If you ever see me on TV talking, if I'm able to have a good enough career to get on TV, I would love to do that. It's going to be football, that's for sure, though. I've met too many people and learned too much stuff in this game to not uh, continue continue down this path. So you'll, you'll see me around the game, no doubt. And Brady, hypothetical question. If you could be trained by one player currently in the NFL or retired, who would it be and why? That's a great question. I want to say, I'll, I'll give you a couple. Retired, I will go with Brett Favre, just being a Mississippi guy and kind of a gunslinger myself. I think that would be really cool, just getting to be with him every day and train with him. Uh, and then, you know, Aaron Rodgers. You know, I think those two guys are – I love watching Aaron Rodgers. This year was – I watched a lot of football this year and I didn't have any, I had so much fun watching the Packers. That was, that offense was on fire this year and they, you know, they'll continue to do it through the playoffs. So I would say those two guys, I'm also a big Matthew Stafford fan. I think he's a, I think he's the most underrated quarterback of this era. When watching football, Brady, you know, you touched on the guys you want to be trained by. Are there certain players who you'll put on film of them, try and take pieces of their game or just certain guys you think you emulate your game after will we'll take notes on yeah i think um stafford is a guy i really like to study um rogers is a is a is an interesting study because you're with these quarterback coaches these trainers and what he does is arm talent and how he can throw from literally any position of his body that he's in is, is pretty incredible so it might not be the best study because i'm not at that level yet so i probably need to you know do some proper mechanics when i can but uh, I really like watching Stafford, Rodgers. Um, Mahomes is ridiculous, obviously. And I think I'll definitely dive into some Josh Allen tape on this season because he was, he was on a different level for sure. I want to see how he took his game to the next level, you know. So that's kind of the next guy I plan on diving into over these next couple months. And Brady, for any rising high school football player, what is the best piece of advice you can get to them? I would say just through the ups and downs of this game, because there's going to be both. And, you know, whether you start four years, or you kind of have a path like me where you only start a couple and you sit on the sidelines and you have injuries. I say just through the ups and downs, man, never lose your love and your passion for this game because it gets bad, but then it gets good again. And I can really attest to that with the injuries and transferring and whatnot. So just always man, this, being able to play this game is so special. And it's obviously you can't do it for long. So just really always just keep that love and passion and, and try to find the love for every aspect of it. I love the training aspect, the film aspect. And, and if you can do that, I feel like you can go a long way. That was Brady Davis, quarterback, Illinois State, top player for the 2021 NFL Jeff. We appreciate all your time and insight and wish you the best of luck on this upcoming journey. No problem. I appreciate y'all guys having me on. <laughs>